All right, we are live. It is time for episode 255 of the Real Evan J live stream. I'm your host, the Real Evan J. Welcome to the show. You know, it's been a long time since I had something to say. I told you what was going on, then I went away. Now it's been about a year, so I'm coming back to remind y'all what's going on here. Everything I said turned out to be true. All the liars in the media, the gaslighting you. There never really was a real pandemic, or there would have been people pushing wheelbarrows. Dead people in the streets, piled up to here. Dropping dead faster than we could conceive. Bodies piled up like the Spanish flu, but it wasn't like that, because they're lying to you. It's time to be awakening. Turns out there were no more deaths in 2020 than in previous years, counting all the other causes. They just moved the deaths from all the other columns, like flu and pneumonia. You know what they call them? They call them COVID deaths. They inflated the numbers to make us all afraid. Separate your families to make us feel sad. Isolate the children to make them feel bad. Terrify them, then deny them basic human dignities they rely on. Human touch, smiling face, fresh air to breathe a wide open space. Slap a mask on your little kid's face. Staff infection all over the place. Why can't people see the fear they're in? This shit is straight up Luciferian. Shit. Damn if those lyrics are not more and more prescient and relevant every single day. As the news comes out about the COVID scam, about the censorship by the media and the government and the FBI working with big tech against us, of course, the uh, elites in Davos at the World Economic Forum uh, pulling all the strings, right? Isn't that the way it goes? And therefore, we are uh, two years ahead of the clock, I guess. Uh, with that song, The Great Awakening, how they moved the deaths from all the other columns like flu and pneumonia, and they call them COVID deaths. They inflated the numbers to make us all afraid. All of this is coming out now. So as we're streaming to many platforms where um, hopefully people can see these messages now, uh, it's I feel vindicated. It doesn't really help the matter because so many people have been killed. Uh, by these poison death jabs and all of that stuff. But what's up for today is uh, we're going to look all at the Davos 2023 World Economic Forum Conference that's going on all week. We're going to look at tons of video today from Davos. You get to hear it from the monsters' mouths themselves talking about how they plan to take over the world and take control of all the messaging and do their money laundering to support all of their efforts to control us but by any means necessary. So we're going to look at the monsters themselves from the Davos stages uh, all day today. That's what we're doing today. So um, we've got Dawn uh, from Texas here 
in the house. Welcome, Don. <laughs> Callie, I'm a mess. All right. Well, I, you know, is that because of the t-shirt, Don? Or is, is that because of my uh, opening song rap? And then it looks like uh, BG is in the house from the Getter verse. This is Getter. Um, and Don, of course, is chatting in from Facebook. Okay, great. And she says the song. Yeah, that song, yeah, I'm sure you've heard that a bunch. Um, so what am I doing? Let me do some resizing here. If you're watching, uh, welcome to the live show. If you are listening to this podcast, uh, it's going to go up on Substack in a couple of few days. Uh, sometimes I can get it together and post this to Substack and uh, Apple Podcasts the day after the show. We shoot on Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. So if you're watching live now, it's Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. If you're listening to the podcast or checking this post out on Substack, it's very likely uh, several days later. Uh, at the latest, I've been posting them on Mondays lately. There's a lot of reasons for that. Part of me wants to get it up there on Substack sooner, like Thursdays, uh, but I'm not always able to do that. So um, let me greet people here in the house. We got Charles coming in here from Getter. What's up, Charles? I see you there with your, uh, and BG. I'll keep both of your comments up there. I like your little dog sticker there, Charles. I hope everyone's doing well. I wanna send everybody blessings and love. Um, just give some love to God Almighty above and his son Jesus who came to save humanity because we are under attack, as we all know, and the elites, so they call themselves the elites, at Davos are working overtime right now. They seem to be very cognizant of the fact that humanity is awakening. The song I just do for the opening is called The Great Awakening, part one, and uh, they know we're awakening. That's why they hired 5,000 police officers to protect them at uh, Davos this week because uh, they don't like to be confronted. They don't like to be asked questions. They don't like to have their feet held to the fire. Um, so let me say hi to Lisa. Let me say hi to the other Dawn from Texas with her dog, Taco, and your little dog, too. Um <laughs> Happy to have both Dawns here at the same time from Texas. Texas is a big place, so I don't know how close you guys are to each other. Um, so today I've got about 18 video clips or thereabouts uh, with what's going on in Davos, okay? And um, I'm looking at comments coming through. I have a spam comment coming through about promoting my channels, viewers, and followers. I get those sometimes during the live show. I will keep that off screen. So uh, I want to welcome you here. I want to tell you what's going to go on today. I'm looking at my list of videos. And I think we're going to start with John Kerry at the Davos conference this week talking about some weird shit, talking about how they are the chosen ones these Davos elites, they're like they consider themselves the chosen people, like they've been tapped on the shoulder to take over the world and treat us all like they're slaves and they're serfs. And he mentions the ET word. It's almost extraterrestrial. Now, of course, if you've been following 
the news, it's pretty clear that these Davos elitists are practicing Satanists, Luciferians, and they do a lot of stuff that's dark and nefarious. And of course, the depopulation weapon of the Vax and all of that stuff is part of their active war, their kinetic war on humanity. Um, but it's been postulated by some people on the inside that since the beginning of time, the very beginning of time, there has been technology and information transfer brought to us from extraterrestrials, whether they come from outer space or whether they're interdimensional beings, somehow they uh, interfaced with the first people who were like the Illuminati back in the, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago and gave the secret of basically saying they needed to have some type of ritual sacrifice, blood sacrifice, because blood is the currency of the spirit world, and that in exchange for human flesh and blood and sacrifice of innocent children and whatever, and that's been going on since the beginning of time, they would make sure that those people who did those rituals to them would be given the power, the technology, and be able to actually use the knowledge and power and influence to control the people of the planet, okay? And that's what today's show is about. We're going to watch them from their stages uh, talking about their plans, their challenges, what's working for them, what's not working, what they want more of so they can hold on to the power themselves. I think they feel them, their grasp on power is falling through their fingers like sand through the fingers. And so they're panicking and they're looking to turn up the heat in terms of censorship, in terms of punishing people for free speech, and all of that stuff is going to be looked at today, okay? And then at the end, I've got a new Greg Reese report that I'm saving for the very end of the show today that uh, brings it all together and talks about natural law and a lot of the stuff that these Illuminati, these elitists hide from us and their understanding of these uh, natural laws that affect every one of us, whether we know it or not, and how they use that to manipulate the public, to hold control over us, and how most people who choose to stay in the dark and stay asleep and stay comfortable become easy to manipulate. So I hope that is a good overview for what's to come today. Um, hey, Kelly. Kelly just arrived uh, here on... Twitch. So we've got Twitch chat active. We have Facebook chat active. If you're watching on Twitter, if you're watching on other platforms, do me a favor and throw a message into the chat. If I see it, I'll put it up on screen. Um, Kelly is saying, here we go. How come I'm not seeing... Uh, there we go. There it is. Okay. Fallen angels with the devil. Now they are demons, Kelly says. Okay. So if you're on Twitter, I am not sure if the comments will come through. Um, and so you can try to put a comment under the video. And if I see it, I'll put it on screen. If you're watching on Twitter, welcome. I love my new Twitter friends and my old ones that I'm reconnecting with. Uh, if you want to join the chat and you try to comment on Twitter and you don't see me engaging with your message, it means that I'm not seeing it come through. And then I invite you to come to another platform like Twitch or DLive 
and join the chat where I will see your message. Even Facebook today, it looks like is working. And I can put your chat message on the screen so people watching the show later could be part of the discussion here. So we all are interfacing together. So how do you find my Twitch if you don't know about it? Let me share my screen with you. This will just take a minute of housekeeping. Uh, Bear with me if you're listening on Substack. You get the picture. I do this every week to help new people find my content. So uh, you're looking at my Twitter page. It's called Ninja Blog Secrets. I just found out that I am so heavily censored on Twitter that even if you search for my handle, Ninja Blog Secret, okay, so the name, check this out. The name is Ninja Blog Secrets, plural, okay? But there aren't enough letters in the Twitter handle, so it says Ninja Blog Secrets. So let me copy that and show you something. If I go over here to search Twitter and I put Ninja Blog Secret, oh, now it's unblocked. Okay, good. Yesterday it wasn't coming up and I had friends tell me they were searching for me and I was searching and it didn't come up. I did tweet at Twitter Safety yesterday. Who knows, maybe they unblocked that shadow ban or something like that. But that's great. Now you can at least search for me and it'll come up there. So if you're watching on Twitter, that's great. If you don't watch on Twitter, come to my blog to watch the show. So it's eventalks.com slash blog. It looks like this. And if you want to watch the show or if you want to get to Twitch, just scroll down the page and you see where it says here, official channels on the right. There's my Substack, my Getter, Rumble, BitChute, Truth, Social. Um, There is DLive and there is Twitch. So you click on any of those and it'll take you right to Twitch or DLive and you can log in and you can chat. So I hope you do. I want to see more people in the live chat and I really appreciate you guys that come back and do chat with me during the live stream. You really help make it a great show and make us more of a community where we can actually interface with each other. Um, Don says things are changing. I think I saw a Rumble commercial last night all about how they censor. So that's really interesting, um, really interesting too. So let's get into the content today. We have so much stuff to look at today. We have so much video. They're all short clips today. A lot of them are coming out of Drew Hernandez, who is uh, doing amazing coverage at at Davos. There's uh, a video here or two from the Rebel News crew, great independent news organization. And we've got, I think, a Sav Hernandez, Savannah Hernandez clip today. And then the rest of them are all the Davos uh, monster elite on the stages talking about stuff. So the first video I'm going to share today comes from John Kerry talking about how extraterrestrials or something tap these Davos elites as privileged and the privileged few and now they're in charge of all of us and aren't they happy that they're moved by the spirit of extraterrestrials i don't know let's take a look and listen to john Kerry. and when you stop and think about it it's pretty extraordinary that we select group of human beings because of whatever touched us at some point in our lives are able to sit in a room and come together and uh, actually talk about saving the planet. I mean, it's so almost extraterrestrial to think about, quote, saving the planet. And if you said that to most people, most people 
they think you're just a crazy tree-hugging lefty liberal, you know, do-gooder, whatever. And and there's no relationship. But really, that's where we are. Okay, so that's John Kerry, uh, former Secretary of State, talking about being tapped by extraterrestrials, and now they are on stage making decisions for the rest of humanity, right? To save the planet or whatever. Um, you know what? Next time I show a John Kerry clip, I'm going to have to have a plate of marbles next to me. I can put the marbles in my mouth and then I can talk like John Kerry. Um, I'm not going to be able to make a good impression of John Kerry without the marbles in my mouth. But uh, I wanted to start with that so you can all see and hear that these people truly believe they are the saviors of humanity, even as they are choking the supply chain, killing the energy supply, um, trying to stop everybody from freely traveling, even in their own cities. Um, it is absolutely crazy what's going on. Um, David is in the house. Cyberlusion, what's going on? I haven't seen you for a while, brother. Says he's an overvaxxed alien. And Lisa asks, is it even a man? He, he looks kind of weird, right? Um, but let's just plow right through. Hold on. I see Greg in the house from uh, Getter. So uh, what's up, Greg? But he's a crazy leftist. So that's where they come up with all of that stuff. So you guys can see all these comments. Um, Don says, what the F God help that man. The devil has that man's soul. Uh, BG is commenting. Carrie in the interview said he's too important to sail around the world. So he has to fly. That talks about how they have to fly private planes and burn more carbon than, you know, a commercial jet would burn in a whole year. They'd burn in one flight on a private jet. And they feel entitled to that. But I'm going to show you a video later in the show, BG and everybody, um, that I'm calling the Stockholm Syndrome video for the day. It's like the people who go to these conferences, who are basically, most of them are victims of the World Economic Forum, and they don't realize that they think they're on the elitist side. They're just later down the list of who's going to get attacked and lose their rights and freedoms and privileges. And... In that video I'm going to show you later today, you're going to see people make excuses for their abusers and people who don't even seem bothered at all by the fact that there's over a thousand private planes that were taken to Davos. And by their own calculations, if carbon emissions are pollution, which they're not, okay, but if we believe that they are, then they take a thousand private planes and they burn more carbon emissions than anybody could burn on an entire year with all the gas stoves and the gas cars and the commercial flying that you can do and the meat eating, you wouldn't come close to one private plane and yet people are so stupid and dumbed down that they make excuses for the very people that are telling us that we can't fly, we can't eat meat, we can't use gas stoves. Right. But they're eating meat in Davos and they're obviously cooking on gas and all of that stuff. Um, Lisa says, I'm not parting with my gas stove. That's my line in the sand. Right. And last week we talked about the trans electric stoves um, and stoves who are gas, but identify as being electric. And shouldn't they have rights, too? You know, because everything inanimate now has rights. So um, Lisa says he's probably one of the. 
elites that are trying to recruit unvaxxed pilots and crew. That's uh, news that I don't have queued up for today, but it is it is on, right? Like the elites who fly private planes not only burn more carbon than they want anybody else to be able to use, but they want to fly now with unvaccinated pilots. They're smart, actually, because they know that the vaccine kills and it's causing pilots to stroke out and have... Um, the other day, an LAPD officer died in his car while driving, stroked out or had a massive heart attack coronary in the car. Um, nobody wants to see airplanes falling out of the sky. And I think that's going to start happening pretty soon uh, with all of these pilots who were forced to be vaccinated, right? Um, so uh, Lisa says, this is a good point, Lisa, where I'm about to put this on uh, on screen, that planes fly themselves. It's mostly automated flight. It used to be autopilot in a plane like the pilot, the human pilot would still have to take off and land. And then when they were in flight, they could hit autopilot and the car would, uh, the plane would kind of fly on its own. But lately, and by lately, it could be a couple of years already, the planes basically do everything on, on automated now. And they take off and they land on their own and they fly on their own. And so the FAA is even talking about reducing the number of pilots on commercial planes from two to one. So what could go wrong if one uh, pilot has a heart attack or a stroke and there isn't a backup pilot, a co-pilot, what's going to happen, right? No one will be able to do it. Um, Lisa's saying, should we be worried? I don't ever want to tell anyone to worry. I mean, you know, my answer, if we have a relationship with Jesus, we should never worry about dying because we're going to go to heaven and spend eternity with God. Okay. But should we worry about getting on a plane? Absolutely. I wouldn't want to fly on a plane with a vaccinated pilot. Um, it's never been a better time not to fly. But that doesn't really help anyone. We need to be able to fly and go around the world, except that the European countries are starting to turn into these 15-minute cities. I'm going to have to do a special report on that because I don't have that queued up for today. Um, but they want to keep all the open borders at all the countries and let people flood over the borders. But then once you're in the countries, like right now, as we speak today, in Oxford, England, they're already creating one of these 15-minute lockdown cities where they put up concrete barricades, divide the city into sections, and people aren't allowed to go from one section to another in their own city. That's in England. So there's some freaky stuff going on right now that's very anti-human, that's very Luciferian, it's very locked down, totalitarian, dystopian, and it's all happening uh, right now, faster than we can even keep track of it. So um, let's see. Uh, David said he renewed his passport with no travel or vax requirements. That's great. Um, let me know how it goes when you fly all the way through Europe and they all have um, different laws in place right now. 20-minute um, cities also in Scotland, Lisa's saying. Um so they're calling them 20-minute cities in Scotland because 15-minute cities is what I heard coming out of the World Economic Forum. Um, Crazy Lady Jane in the house. Hold on, I have to find that button. Uh, from Yorkshire, England. 
Everyone is uh, welcome, crazy lady Jane. We love you and you come to this show and you're able to make it live. So let's go right through and look at the next video. We saw John Kerry, so let's follow him up with Al Gore whining about how people have too much free speech and they have to be quieted down and they have to take control of the narrative. Um, and what he's really saying is they need to defund. Let me let me let him speak and then I'll comment on what he speaks. OK, um, Lisa, meanwhile, is saying 20 minutes for Scotland. They're being generous, giving the slaves an extra five. OK, so here's uh, Al Gore super upset about the people waking up and not listening to the climate alarmism and all of that other stuff. Enough already. Enough. And I don't want to get sidetracked onto what needs to happen, but we need to scale up climate finance, but we need desperately to scale down anti-climate finance. And we are still subsidizing the burning of fossil fuels globally at a rate 42 times larger than the subsidies for the shift toward renewables and EVs, uh, et cetera. We need new leadership at the World Bank. We need them to uh, scale up the leverage and vastly increase the amounts that are, are committed. And we need to rein in the anti-climate activities of the fossil industry. Okay, so let's unpack that, okay? He says that they need to scale up the climate propaganda and he's saying the World Bank needs to make a lot more money available. That means the code, the hidden dog whistle there, is they know they're losing the fight. People don't buy the climate scam. They know that it's a money-making scheme and totalitarian control and people are starting to push back and he can't stand it. So he's saying he's had enough because he made his movie that I believed in in 2009, An Inconvenient Truth, and he thought he was gonna take over the world and get super, super rich. He's gotten rich, but he still doesn't control the world and he's annoyed and you can see it. And what he wants to do is, what did he say? He needs to defund the anti-climate. So the truth tellers who talk about photosynthesis and talk about carbon dioxide being a natural part of photosynthesis, it's the input to the machine that gives us oxygen and food that the plants and trees give us. They absorb the carbon dioxide and they emit oxygen that we breathe and food that we eat, glucose and other stuff like that. So um, Gore can't have it. He's completely losing his shit, okay? And that's what we're going to see in some of these Davos things. They know they're losing, you guys. They know they're losing. And it's not like they're going to just give up and say, okay, you got us, you know, Go ahead. We won't take over the world. We won't kill billions of people. They are intent on clamping down however they can on the speech, on all of us. So while we're pushing back and awakening and sharing information and links and all of that stuff, they're freaking out even more saying, how do we shut these people up? There are all these different platforms that people can talk on, Truth Social and Getter, like where we're streaming now. And uh, sites like Twitter have lifted their COVID misinformation policy and the other sites, uh, even sites like YouTube have lifted their COVID misinformation policy. I still can't get on there because I've been permanently suspended. Um, but the tide is shifting. The tides are turning. People are awakening. Um, so Crazy Lady Jane 
saying people are uh, quick cementing the holes where the bollards go in 15 minute city. My arse, she says, um, or my ass. Yeah, we say ass over here. But um, I saw that video. I wish I had saved that video where in Oxford, UK, people are putting up bollards and then people in the middle of the night are breaking them down and cementing the holes where those barricades go. And they're just not having it. Now, um, let's see. Uh, Dawn says, I like the clip where Gore is screaming about ice cap melting and sea levels rising. Obama is better to listen to. Um, John, his home is about to flood. Okay, yeah, well, okay. I, I hear you on that 100% where like the Inconvenient Truth talked about how basically Martha's Vineyard and all these other places were supposed to be underwater by now. But then why does Obama buy a $15 million house two feet above sea level if he's truly afraid, right, that there's going to be flooding from climate change? Um, absolutely tells you everything you need to know. Okay, uh, hold on. We got live chat happening. So I want to engage with the chat before blowing through all the videos. I love when you guys are active in the chat and talking about what we're talking about. When it's on point like this today, it's amazing. I don't want to miss anything. So let me uh, get this on page. Um, BG says, I am the climate. Uh, Greg, the fat man, 7777 says we are the world. BG says WEF are not democratically elected. They're self-appointed, uh, anointed, all of that stuff. Um, absolutely. They, they have tapped themselves, or as John Kerry says, they've been tapped by extraterrestrials to take over the world and solve all the world's problems, which incidentally are the problems they themselves are causing it's that hidden hand of Freemasonry. With the hidden hand, they create the problem. They sabotage the supply chain. They poison people with their death jabs. Uh, they create mandates so people lose their jobs and whole industries suffer. And then they sit on their stages and they talk about these problems as if they didn't create them themselves. And they gaslight everybody into believing that they are the saviors when they actually created the problems for us in the first place, okay? Uh, one more comment here before I go to the next video from BG saying Biden has Delaware Beach House not worried about sea levels. So of course, it's just like Obama. If you're buying beachfront property, then yelling to the world about climate change and sea levels rising, it's like, again, it tells you everything you need to know. Hypocrisy does not survive under the light of examination and the light of truth. So let's go now to the UN Secretary General talking about his perspective on the people awakening and the Davos elite starting to lose their grip on power. This is the Secretary General of the United Nations. But politicians need to understand. And sometimes we are faced with these kind of challenges. It is better to take today decisions that will eventually be not popular, but it will be essential to be able to shape the public opinion itself. Okay, so shape the public opinion itself, in other words, means you have to take control of the media, you have to take control of people's ability to speak, you have to control all of that 
while you're making what he called unpopular decisions. So while you're telling people that they can't move around in their own city or they can't use a gas stove or they can't uh, fly in a plane or they can't travel, you know, X miles outside their uh, home zone, uh, they can't eat meat, they can't do any number of things. Uh, those are unpopular, he calls them, because they're anti-human. And he says that the politicians need to make those decisions. They need to enforce them, whether the people like it or not, and control and manipulate the public perception. So on the global level, on the United Nations level, which incidentally, if you ever see people tweeting or posting on social media that the UN should be disbanded, that it should be defunded, it's because of stuff like this. It's, you know... Growing up, we like to think the United Nations is this utopian kind of thing where the countries get together and they all work together. And what we see here is that it's really the corporate uh, oligarchs and the people with the money who come in and they do what Klaus Schwab, uh, we got four Klaus Schwab clips today, um, talks about capturing governments and putting people into cabinets so they can do the World Economic Forum policies Okay, that's how they plan to do this. It's not countries working together, elected representatives, working with other elected representatives of other countries, the way we think the UN is supposed to function. They're actually working more like, um, you know, James Bond villains and stuff like that. So um, what comes next? Let me, uh, speaking of elite privilege, I don't know who this woman is, but let me show you this clip of one of the women at Davos talking about their privilege. So this is the elite privilege. You've heard of white privilege. This is the real privilege. It's the elite privilege that people at Davos have. And listen to what she says, like they can walk through doors that no one else can. And so they need to like think benevolently about how to use their privilege. Um, they're, they're so full of themselves. It's just crazy. Listen to this, listen to this crazy bitch. There are doors that we can walk through but it's important that you hold that door so that someone less privileged than you can walk through it. So something that you can think about is what are you doing in your position of privilege to make the conversation on climate more accessible? Okay, what are you doing from your position of privilege? They know they have the privilege and... She's saying, you know, what are you doing with it to make the climate discussion more accessible? What she's really saying is, what are you doing with your privilege and power to stop people like us from having open discussions about truthful things that take away the power from the elites and put the power back in the hands of the people? They always talk in these code words and dog whistles, and they always try and act benevolent Okay, and we'll get to this in the Klaus Schwab clips. Uh, it'll come to light. They try to act benevolent like they're the ones, like John Kerry said, they're tapped on the shoulder by extraterrestrial powers to come in and solve all the world's problems, but yet they're creating all the world's problems, okay? So um, here we go. We've got uh, Secretary General. Here we go. This is... I don't always know. Let me see what this... Oh, speech laws. Okay, this is great. This is a lady at the WEF talking about how... Okay, so you're familiar with the term hate speech. Hate speech means any speech that the political 
adversaries don't like. So when we talk about science, true science, like there's only two genders in biology, they call that hate speech, okay? When we say that climate uh, alarmism is a lie and it's gaslighting and that carbon is good for the environment and that cutting carbon is bad for humanity, it's bad for life, they call that hate speech and misinformation because it goes against their power grab. So listen to this. This is a lady at the... Uh, World Economic Forum in Davos talking about how Europe has implemented criminal hate speech laws to make it criminal. All right, we've seen things like people tweeting in the UK about there's only two genders and then the police show up and arrest them because they're saying that someone was offended or they said hate speech. Um, Jane's calling them hurdy words. <laughs> Hurdy words, if you in, embarrass someone or you call them out on something or you disagree with them or offend them, in Europe, they have made it criminal because they don't have the First Amendment of free speech like we do. So this lady is on stage laughing about how we're going to have hate speech laws in the United States soon. Like they're literally planning to take away free speech and call it hate speech, anything they don't like. And they're like, what I love about these Davos conferences is they all say the quiet parts out loud. So everything that, you know, the media falsely says is a conspiracy theory or it's not happening or whatever. It's like they're on stage telling us their plans. It's part of the Luciferian agenda to tell us what they're doing. Okay. So um, let's listen to this crazy lady talk about speech laws and laugh about how we're going to lose our freedom of speech here in America. Well, we need the people who understand the language and the case law in the country. Mm. Because what qualifies as hate, hate speech, as illegal hate speech, which you will have soon also in the U.S., I think that um, we, we have a strong reason why we have this uh, in the criminal law. Uh, we, uh, we need the platforms uh, to simply work with, with the language and to identify such cases. The AI would be too dangerous we need these hate speech laws. You will have them in the, in the United States because we need them in order to control the people. We need them. You cannot have the free speech in the United States, so we're going to have criminal hate speech laws for you guys soon. That's what she says. And she taps them and she's laughing and it's like they're going to take away our freedom of speech. So this is real stuff. So meanwhile, if you notice, she's talking to the eunuch himself Brian Stelter, uh, who is failing upwards, and he got fired from CNN, had no ratings, and the CNN Plus uh, that was built really for him was canceled after a week or two or three because they had such low ratings. And now he's on stage at Davos hosting these panels on misinformation. So listen to the misinformation spreader in chief himself talk about how they need to have more right to censor people under the guise of misinformation. All right, egghead uh, eunuch Brian Stelter. The clear and present danger of disinformation uh, is our conversation here this afternoon. It follows a session just now about disrupting distrust, and of course those are connected, so I hope that's where we can start. Uh, I'm Brian Stelter, formerly of CNN, now a fellow at Harvard University. We can try to put some real information out into the world to make up for all the crazy. I'll, I'll tell you a, a brief, funny, 
Maybe not funny story. So I leave CNN <laughs> with regards to 2016 and, and Trump showing that lying works. Has, has that only become more true in the, in the last six years? Do you see evidence that it's less true, hopefully, now? But haven't we seen many Democrats in the last six years pressuring Facebook and Twitter and now TikTok uh, to be stronger in content moderation? Uh, hasn't that been a wave that we've seen crash over for years now? Well, I think this is the question of, you know, I mean, ultimately what we're trying to, to achieve there is some measure of public safety, right? Um, we, we're not, uh, I mean, sure, there are some politicians who are going to go out and just get angry at Facebook if they see things that are mean, the difference is when, you know, I have a constituency that I'm trying to keep healthy and I can't get them to take a COVID vaccine because of misinformation that's propagated on the Internet. So they're complaining that not that people are rejecting the death jabs now because we know the information. They call it misinformation or dangerous disinformation. But these Pfizer documents have been released. The CDC is revising their count of who had COVID and who died of COVID, they've all been exposed as liars, gaslighters, and spreaders of the true dangerous and harmful disinformation. We see hashtags going around like Fauci lied, millions died. Um, people are waking up in droves and they're rejecting these death jabs and they're not getting the boosters. And it's bothering these people at Davos to no end. They are freaking out because they have lost the hearts and minds. They have lost the debate. And the only thing they have is their censorship. Um, so I've got a couple getter comments. First Amendment isn't for speech that you like. Absolutely true. Free speech, of course, means that you need to stand up for the rights of people you hate to say things that you don't want to hear. And if that person that you hate can say what you don't like freely without getting punished or arrested or deplatformed or anything, then and only then do we know that free speech lives in a society, okay? And so by trying to take away the offensive words and try to change different things and try to control the narrative, they're taking away... Um, all of our rights, okay? And Greg is saying the non-citizen isn't going to tell me what my First Amendment is about. Perfect comment right there, Greg, because who do these people think that they are to tell Americans, free Americans, what we're allowed to say, what information we're allowed to have, who we're allowed to share it with, and who we're allowed to disagree with and hold their feet to the fire and say, you want to inject everyone with this poison death jab? Show us the repeated peer-reviewed sciences that prove anything that you're saying. So I'm going to give you an example here. We just saw, um, let me see. Uh, here's a guy, Gaslight. I'm going to skip the Klaus Schwab stuff for a little bit and we'll get back to that. Here's one of the guys on stage gaslighting about the vax. We just heard somebody complaining that citizens of his country won't take the vax because we know too much. Now, here's another guy gaslighting, still telling us that the vaccines are safe and effective and that they prevent transmission and disease when it's been known. I mean, we've known for two and a half years already that that's a lie. But in the last month, it's come out and everybody knows now 
that they never prevented disease or transmission. You have the CDC lady, Walensky, criminal, but she admitted that they always knew it never prevented transmission. He, why is this guy still on stage saying that the vaccines prevent disease and transmission? Who the fuck are these people that they get to just keep saying lies and not be held to account? Look at this. Look at this joker. And, and I'm really delighted to see this room full because it means that you know, COVID uh, fatigue has not fully set in and that people are still interested and eager and um, um, committed to appreciating that this pandemic is not over. Far from it, actually. We have to avoid prematurely talking about this pandemic being over. As this pandemic is far from over, the vaccine not only protects in individuals from transmission and severity, Okay, no, it doesn't. And who is that stupid idiot? Who is that? It's like literal stupid ignoramus to be talking about vaccines preventing transmission and whatever. It's like either he, she, it, whatever the fuck that is, knows that they're lying and gaslighting or they're just stupid ignoramus and don't know what's going on. So um, meanwhile, okay, we've got more gaslighting. Uh, here's the Rebel News guy. Let's just stay with this little vaccine tangent here. Here's the Rebel News guy cornering a guy at Davos from AstraZeneca and asking him about vaccine injuries. Mark, how you doing, sir? Can I ask you a quick couple of questions? How you think about the vaccine mandates around the world, if you still think it was a good idea? It was a very good idea, yes. But it, it obviously didn't stop the transmission. So what's the reason for that? Well, no, transmission is only one of them. The protection of uh, people is probably the most important uh, objective in the vaccination programs. Don't, but the point to, vac to mandate it was to stop the spread. So why would we... Why do you need a mandate? To protect the largest number of people in the world. I think it was a very great idea. So you need, a you, need a, you need to force people to protect themselves... The whole, the whole narrative was, sir, the whole narrative was about the spread. So there you go, you've heard it from the drug dealer himself. The vaccine never stopped the spread, and that was uh, apparently not the reason for the mandates now, but as soon as we questioned him further, um, off he went. He wasn't uh, interested in answering questions because he's at the WEF. He thinks that journalists here that are going to ask him questions are going to help promote his vaccine. That's why we're here all week, wefreports.com. Bookmark that page, and if you like what we're doing here, chip in a few bucks to make it possible. wefreports.com. Okay, so we've got um, Welcome to Wolf 336 from DLive. We've got some DLive people here today, which is great, and I just noticed Jane has been here on DLive. So we've got chat from Twitch. We've got chat from DLive. We've got some Facebookers here today. We've got Getter here today. Um, and of course, Twitch. So uh, amazing to be here with you guys on the live show. Uh, and thank you for being able to be here. So we got a few more videos today, more than a few, actually. Uh, we saw them gaslight on the vax. We saw them running away when they're asked questions about it. Um, this is why they have 5,000 police at Davos hired to stop people from being able to uh, ask really good pointed questions 
And so uh, thank God for Rebel News, people like um, Avi Yemeni, I think his name is, and like uh, Drew Hernandez, who's there, and Sav Hernandez. So we're going to get to Sav's video soon, too. And then uh, let me look at a couple more. Let me show you a couple more of the things that they're saying, uh, how they try to tell us what they're doing. The next big thing they're looking to do is a cyber pandemic because we're sharing information. They have platforms they can't control. And so, uh, of course, if you know from the Q posts from years ago, it was forecasted that there will be a communications shutdown and blackout when the deep state realizes that they've lost the narrative and that the people are waking up. The only way they'll be able to stop us from talking to each other, uh, if they can't lock us down and scare us with COVID and get us to stay in our homes, if they can't lock us into our cities for climate change and make us not leave the house, like all these big plans of theirs, big plans that they're failing, big, big, big fails for these guys. Uh, it pushes them farther and farther where they're going to attack the infrastructure because they can't slow down the communications. And so they're going to give us cyber pandemics. So here they are warning about how a cyber pandemic is the biggest threat to come because they've already planned for it. They had a run through a couple months ago and we all have to prepare for what's to come. So here, here's them warning the world. We're going to unleash a cyber pandemic soon on you guys. We're here today to share the findings of the World Economic Forum's uh, Global Security Outlook uh, Report 2023. This is a result of uh, research in collaboration with the forum's communities and our partner Accenture, which we've uh, interviewed and sought input from over 300 executives globally. The most striking finding that we found is that 93% of cyber leaders and 86% of cyber business leaders believe that the geopolitical instability makes a catastrophic cyber event likely in the next two years. Okay, so it's very likely everybody's waiting for it. We've actually planned for it and um, they will control us one way or the other as long as we uh, permit them to do that. Okay, so let's go to the next little clip, which is... Uh, what are they worrying about now? So global extinction. Now they're talking about global extinction. Of course, depopulation has been their agenda all along. They want to kill off 90% of the population and lock the rest of us into these tightly controlled areas with surveillance and mandatory injections and digital currency tied to our social credit score so they can control our behavior and control our use of resources that they believe they have the right to own and we don't. We're supposed to own nothing and be happy, of course. So um, <laughs> you're right on the same page. Own nothing and be happy, right? So Jane's uh, commenting, own nothing. I don't want their shit. You will be happy. I am happy. Okay, so let's talk about, let's listen to them tell us about global extinction now. Like they're really worried about it because they're causing it again. So they're causing it with the hidden hand. They've attacked the supply chain. They lock people down. They're attacking energy supply. People are going to freeze to death in Europe. Uh, there's going to be food shortages coming, the likes of which we've never seen in civilized society. And so they're causing all this behind the scenes. And now they're on stage saying, oh, we're facing a global extinction. But they're 
talking about it as if they're not causing it. They're trying to say it's just something that's just happening or it's happening because of climate change or it's happening for one of their fake reasons. They have to solve it for everyone, which is, of course, gaslighting and a lie. So check this one out. Dear friends, scientifically, this is not a climate crisis. We are now facing something deeper, mass extinction, air pollution, undermining ecosystem functions, really putting humanity's future at risk. This is a planetary crisis. By 2070, as many as 3 billion people will live in uninhabitable zones. <laughs> okay, what'd you say by 2070? 3 million people will live in uninhabitable zones. So that they, what they want to do is divide the world into these zones, lock cities down so you can only go 15 minutes from where you live and you're never allowed to leave. You get a certain amount of allowances and you get penalized if you go over the allowance. It's very dark dystopian future what they're trying to do to all of us. Okay, so meanwhile, uh, let's look at them now gaslighting the world about meat eating because on the menus at Davos, they fly in on their private planes, they eat steak, cooked on gas stoves, and they do everything that they're telling us we're not allowed to do because it's bad for the planet. So let's look at that. Let's look at uh, gaslighting about meat eating. This is a guy talking about how great it is to give up meat, even though he's eating meat himself at this uh, event. It's a very important point that you are addressing. Um, my daughter, 24, inspired me and said, Dad, how can you advocate for these zero-carbon value chains if you still eat meat? And so I stopped eating meat. Now the math would say, well, you need to stop eating meat uh, 11 years to compensate for a flight to Thailand. Yes, but if a billion people stop eating meat, I tell you it has a big impact. Not only does it have a big impact on the current food system, but it will also inspire innovation of food systems. And I predict that we will have proteins not coming from um, meat in the future. They will probably taste even better. So why are we trying to mimic meat if we can have a better taste? They will be zero carbon and much healthier than the kind of food that we eat today. That is a mission that we need to get on. I can inspire you to maybe look at an organization called EAT, easy to remember, EAT, <laughs> who have all the facts on this and who have the policies necessary, the innovations necessary, and the scale necessary in order to make food systems sustainable and healthy. Thank you so much, Jim. And you're right, EAT is really a great foundation. You should all really look it up and um, uh, if you have time. Uh, Use technology in ways. Okay, so uh, they want us to stop eating meat, although they keep eating meat. He says he gave up meat, but the uh, it's very famously known that what they eat at these global conferences is everything they tell us we're not allowed to eat. They're not eating bugs. You're not seeing like cricket shish kebabs and stuff like uh, they show us on late night shows and like they want everyone to eat. They want to do what they want to do. Um, so, uh, Jane says, grow your own, stop panicking. It's what the nations did during the war. 
Um, now we've done entire episodes on growing food and showing um, Lisa's garden and talk about Vicky's garden when Vicky was here um, and stuff like that. And growing food is always the answer. If you have land, if you have sun, if you can have pots, potted plants and grow food in there, if you have access to outdoors, that's fantastic. That's always the best way to do it. I mean, I live in a cookie cutter apartment in the middle of LA with no outdoor space at all. So it's, you know, I can grow sprouts basically in a jar and that's about it. So it's, you know, I understand when people like just grow food, it's like, just go swimming in your swimming pool. What if you don't have a swimming pool? You know what I mean? So it's not always so easy to just, just, just do that. Um, if you don't have the means to do that. So storing up on long-term storable food, maybe having some weapons to protect that food when the shit hits the fan. Um, uh, Dawn is recommending uh, a huge indoor setup. Again, you need space for that. You know, if you have a house and you've got indoor space, that's amazing. Um, Eggplant, tomatoes, peas, greens. I love that. I love that. Um, I'm not into revealing how small the apartment is where I live and how crowded it is with stuff that's my stuff and my roommate's stuff and like we live like most people live who don't have homes live in a crowded apartment with no energy you just can't set up huge shelves and spaces like i really envy and uh am happy for everyone who has that space um i love mike adams setup where he's got a whole room with like shelves and indoor gardening and all of that stuff um Jane says, find a lake or river to swim in. Come to L.A., honey. You got to see how we live here. It's not like that. You have a pool or, you know, you're, you have to have a car. There's a lot of different. Now, I have been walking the climate change talk since I was a climate change blogger for many years. I gave up my car years ago and I ride a bicycle and an e-bike. Um, I happen to think it's all full of shit in terms of saving the planet. Um, it doesn't do any of that. And in fact, the electric cars are way worse for the planet than uh, gas cars and stuff like that. But again, I digress. We got a lot more stuff to go through today. Um, and again, if you have the if you have land, if you have outdoor space, if you have indoor space, uh, I agree, you should grow food and that's always the best thing to do. Become self-sufficient if you can have chickens. Uh, there's a lady out there, Mar Marjorie Wildcraft. She does great workshops and teaches you how to build uh, a full self-sustainable system with chickens and rabbits and things like that. And you can have meat and you can have eggs uh, and you can grow food and you can have vegetables and stuff like that. Amazing stuff. If you don't, like me, I try to get my stuff direct from farmers, go to farmers markets. Uh, eat organic of course they're putting mrna in all the food lately and all of that stuff um lisa's saying growing takes practice and if you're just getting started buy some freeze-dried emergency supplies um let's move on you guys this is not the grow your own food episode this is the what's happening in davos episode please let's keep these comments on what's happening in davos okay i got an agenda here for you guys today um so let me look at what else I showed you. Let's look at some, you want to see some fake news? You want to see Greta Thunberg apparently was arrested and the entire internet is going batshit over this because it's clearly a fake arrest. Just like remember when AOC 
and Ilhan Omar faked being arrested and they put their hands behind their back and they pretended they were in cuffs and they weren't even in cuffs. Um, this is Greta Thunberg's version of this. I'm going to show you that. Stick to the script, Evan Jane. You get it. You totally get it. I have a, I, I don't have an actual script, but yeah, I got a plan for today. I want to stay on point. Thank you for understanding that. Um, that helps everyone who watches later too. It's like I, when we do this shows about solutions, I love all of that stuff. When we're talking about the problems, um, it's nice to touch on, you know, here's some potential solutions and stuff. I'm not against it. It's just like we got more videos to cover. So let's look at Greta being fake arrested. Let's just for a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you also want those for you, man? How's it going with the Abadstraße? So they're sitting there, laughing together, waiting. Now they roll the cameras and now she's being arrested. Like, what does that even mean? What is she trying to get across? I don't even know what she's supposed to be arrested for. It just goes to show you that nothing you see on the news is real. We spent like last week's episode was all about that. Operation Mockingbird and all the fake news and stuff that they give us. Um, so from here, I just want to think I went through all of, I'm looking at my list of videos for today. And I now have four Klaus Schwab videos, which I think are the last ones from Davos that I want to show. And then we've got the Greg Reese video. Okay. So um, let me get into some Klaus Schwab. Okay. Uh, Greg says, She's missing her attention. That's Greta Thunberg. Um, so again, these Davos elites are meeting to what they say is solve the world's problems. Now we're going to look at Blofeld himself. Okay, Dr. Evil is the template for all these great cinematic villains, Bond villains and Austin Powers villains and all of that stuff uh, based on the actual Klaus Schwab comes down, sounds like a Nazi, uh, wants to be the world's ruler. Okay, so I got four clips from Schwab. Let me just play them and then I'll comment about them and get your comments about them as well. Here comes Klaus Schwab 1 talking about the Davos elites being the masters of the universe. Okay, talking about like Ultron and stuff like that. He's like, how do you master the future? Master the future. Okay, let's listen to uh, Herr Schwab, okay, at Davos. What does it need to master the future? I think to have a platform where all stakeholders of global society are engaged. Governments, business, civil societies, the young generation, and I could go on, I think is a first step to meet all the challenges. Okay, I'm going to play that again, and then I'm going to go to his next one after. Like, some, I just want to hear him say some of this stuff twice, okay? Let's listen to that one again. Uh, Klaus Schwab talking about mastering 
the future. And he talks about basically taking all the different parts. Let's listen to what he says. He's got like three or four elements of mastering the future. And let's get clear on what exactly he's saying. We'll unpack it after. What does it need to master the future? I think to have a platform where all stakeholders of global society are engaged. Governments, business, civil societies, the young generation, and I could go on, I think is a first step. Okay, so a platform he wants with government, big business, civil society, and the youth, okay? Those are the youth like the BLM, Antifa, um, thugs that they whip up into a frenzy with their indoctrination in the schools and they get them to hate their opposition and to go out and riot in the streets. Like, that's what he's talking about. So he's like, what do you need to master the future? You need a platform, he says, that brings together government and big business and civil society. That means the... um, the mechanisms of building civil society, who builds the roads, who does the transportation, who does the food supply, the energy supply, uh, who's in charge of communications. That's what he means by civil society. And then the youth, because if you don't have youthful thugs out there breaking heads and smashing windows and rioting and calling for what they call uh, racial or environmental or social justice, all these things that sound great and very lofty, but what it really means is breaking down the society we have now and putting these elite monsters in control, okay? So let's listen to what he says next, which is that uh, one of the big themes in Davos right now is that they're running out of money and they need more money. Like, so they need us to fund Ukraine, which is their money laundering capital of the world. And so they're pushing and pimping the idea of pumping more money into Ukraine because, of course, that funds all of their evil operations. So everyone on Twitter with the Ukraine Nazi flag in your profile and like, I stand with Ukraine. It's like, I stand with Ukraine. I stand with Ukraine. Ukraine. Okay, like that's everyone with the Ukraine flag in your profile pic. Great job. You're supporting Ukrainian Nazis. Let's hear Herr Schwab talk how important it is to fund the Ukrainian Nazis. Oh, yes, Herr Schwab. The need to come together also for reconstruction of Ukraine. And uh, now, of course, maybe it may sound premature, but we have to prepare ourselves. Could you say some words? It is of utmost importance that, on one hand, globally we raise the necessary investment for reconstruction, but that, on the other hand, at the same time, we do the necessary reforms to move forward. Ukraine wants to become a member of the European Union, and it is a perfect opportunity to take investment and reform to pave this way for Ukraine towards the European Union. And my call on you is, we need every helping hand on board. Ukraine deserves to have as much support as possible. And what we need is not only investment with the public sector, but the private investment. Okay, so they want private investment 
pouring into Ukraine, the public sector, that means taxes and things like that, that they're desperate for our money, you guys. This is a really good sign. Without our money, they can't do this nefarious shit that they're doing, okay? So um, let's keep going. We got two more Klaus Schwab clips. The next one talks about the metaverse, okay? Now, I'm not gonna go into the whole metaverse thing today, but it's important to show what Klaus Schwab wants to do. They wanna control us in 3D, okay? Lock down the cities, tell us we can't travel, tell us we can't use gas stoves, tell us we have to do everything electric, tell us we can't use our energy the way we want, we can't even pull the energy out of the ground when it's infinite here in America, the largest uh, renewable gas resources in the world, and that we can't use those, okay? What he wants us to do is actually just even further collapse and condense our energy and our awareness from the outside world into the metaverse, which is complete fake virtual reality where you wear the big goggles and, you know, later, many years later, they'll have augmented reality where you just put on regular glasses and it overlays, you know, fake stuff right into your real world. We talked about that a little bit too, where there are some glasses that they're going to allow you to subtract reality, okay? Where like if you see somebody like you don't want to see certain stuff, you can blank it out so people walk down the street and don't even see certain stuff. I don't know how that works with cars driving and stuff like that, but of course they want to stop us from driving cars too. So uh, let's look, listen to Herr Schwab talking about the metaverse the fake virtual reality controlled by Zuckerberg, controlled by the intelligence ops uh, that they want everybody to be locked into. Very much like the Matrix where you're plugged into this fake universe and you think you're living in a real world, but you're living in a simulation. Because if they can get everyone to lock down and put on the goggles and stay in the metaverse, how easy is it to control everybody then? with everyone driving around in our gas cars and being able to get on planes and fly places and talk to people, expose them like we're doing now, like they can't handle it, right? So here's what he wants us to do with the metaverse and how he wants to use metaverse technology to help control the world. So Global Collaboration Village is a pioneering effort to use the metaverse for the public good, to create global cooperation and to strengthen global cooperation in the metaverse or using metaverse technologies. And we are pleased to create this uh, global collaboration village in cooperation with uh, Accenture and with uh, Microsoft. So the idea is to bring all the stakeholders, governments, business, uh, civil society together on a continued, sustained basis. This is the next phase, the next big phase of development in the virtual world. It's especially important for this vision of a village without borders. It's an open development process, and it is an open development philosophy. You know, we're creating at Microsoft, through Microsoft Mesh, a software platform that will be accessible to people through a variety of different hardware devices. This particular project, in our view, is of enormous importance for the world 
because of the role that the World Economic Forum plays in the world. This is an opportunity to create a village without borders. Okay, so a village, a fake village without borders, something they can totally control because they control the code and they will be able to totally control what we're allowed to do if we even go in there. Now, of course, I wrote a whole article. I don't have it pulled up today. I'll do more reporting on this coming up in the future about the metaverse, about what God told me, quote unquote, don't even go in there, okay? It is a trap for humanity. It's a mouse trap for our consciousness. Uh, they're desperate to get us and herd us in there because they're already losing the battle to be able to control us in the real world. Um, got some great comments coming through that I put up during the video from Getter. Looks like we got Gammy3 on Getter. Welcome to the show. It's a new commenter. Thank you for coming in. If you're watching on Getter, I love you. I love Getter. I love everyone who's watching on the different platforms and invite you to come join the fam by just dropping a comment in there so we can uh, so we can engage together. So Gammy3 says, to hell with them, resist. And uh, Crazy Lady Jane's talking about the bread and circuses, um, about the entertainment village. That's uh, Yuval Harari, who's one of the top advisors to Klaus Schwab, to Herr Schwab, uh, has often talked about humans in the future, talking about now and into the future, being like, He's, he's known to have called them useless eaters and basically saying that we have to be fed and entertained, bread and circuses. We have to be uh, given video games to play and things because humans are going to have no use in this new AI-controlled future, Harari says, uh, because they like the AI to make all the decisions and people shouldn't even be able to decide stuff for ourselves. We should have stuff decided uh, for us. And that's what they're trying to do. Um, let me see. Jane says they aren't, they, they just aren't selling it anymore. Maybe their top sales staff are jab injured. That's pretty funny. So we got one more Schwab clip here and this is the key. Okay. The key of what he's saying is that he divides the world into the elites and the people who support and enable their agendas Versus the rest of us, which are people who question their agenda and hold their feet to the fire. And what he's saying is his side, the global totalitarians who are trying to kill 90% of the population and lock the rest of us down into these sustainable cities, they call them, where we can't go more than 15 or 20 minutes outside our, uh, our radius. And... They're telling us that they're the positive ones because they're visioning the future and they call that positive and constructive. Anyone who questions it, that's you and me and anyone else, they call us negative, they call us uh, critical. And what he says here in his very Nazi-like talk is that we have to separate the people like them who are positive and constructive and building the future that he wants to have versus everyone else in the world who he considers his enemy, who he says we're all negative and we're um, pushing uh, negative and critical kind of things. So this is Klaus Schwab, the way he's selling his vision and how we're the bad guys and he and his ilk are like the good guys. So listen to how they twist and pervert and gaslight everything inside out from reality. 
cooperation in the fragmented world. At the beginning of this year, we are confronted with unprecedented and multiple challenges. We need to overcome the most critical fragmentation. And the most critical fragmentation is between those who take a constructive attitude and those who are just bystanders, observers, and even go into the negative, critical, and confrontational attitude. Okay, so if you ask questions, you're negative, you're confrontational, they hate confrontation because they want to be able to do this stuff in the dark rooms, in the back rooms, and from their stages, they don't want us plebeians asking any questions or holding their feet to the fire. Um, meanwhile, uh, nice comment here from Gammy3. Love you back, Courageous Dude. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I will accept your love and give it back to you and reflect it to you. Um, that's what this is all about. I truly love you guys, everybody who comes and joins me here. So um, Jane saying you need a big keyboard, not mobile to type. Yeah, because you're having thumb typing and, and uh, autocorrect issues. I haven't put up a bunch of your comments. I love your comments, Jane. I haven't put up a bunch. I know you're having spelling errors. A lot of times, you ever notice you guys when you type something on your phone and you press send, it actually is all typed out right. And sometimes you press send and it auto corrects, which means it changes and messes everything up um, as soon as you type it. So don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. So a couple more videos here today as we're, uh, the clock is ticking and I'm starting to lose some light. So let me get through the next ones. I've got, you've seen Klaus Schwab. You've seen the people on stage. You've seen them arguing for more control over speech, for speech laws in the United States. They want to make it illegal for us to question them. Uh, Klaus Schwab says he wants to grab a platform to have business and government work together. That's called fascism, by the way, when government and business works together to undermine the rights of the people. That is textbook definition fascism. So Klaus Schwab is arguing for a fascism uh, based society that's controlled by the technocratic elite. That's him and his cohorts. Okay. Uh, now I'm going to show you what I talked about before, which is Savannah Hernandez, Sav says, great journalist on the ground at Davos talking to people. I call it Stockholm syndrome. These are people who go to Davos because they feel like they want to be on the side of the global elite. They dress nice. They want to go on stage. They want to meet these people. They want to have dinners with them. They want to be the ones that have the power and the control. And they somehow think that they're part of it when they're really just the useful idiots, like the communists used to call them the useful idiots. The people who uh, think that they are spiritually aligned with these demon spawn, but they're actually... Um, just farther down on the list of targets. The useful idiots get taken out after the technocratic elite take total control when it's too late for the people to push back. They take the useful idiots and they eliminate all of them first, okay? So that they, these people don't realize that's what their future holds. 
I hope they wake up soon. I just want you to watch this clip with Savannah Hernandez interviewing people on the street just to see the Stockholm Syndrome mindset that people who blatantly don't follow their own rules that they want everyone else to follow, somehow people making excuses for them, excuses for the abusers of society made by the public themselves, okay? It's very sad to me to watch this and it's frustrating. It's more sad than anything, um, but just look how fooled people are in terms of they think these people really are the saviors of the future. They don't even understand the most basics that the people that they're idolizing and making excuses for are causing all of the problems that they're trying to say that they want to solve. So check this out. The degree to which you've just got to accept that for climate change to be sorted, it's got to take discourse and it's best if people meet face to face and discuss these things. You can't pretend it's not hypocritical, but I think, yeah, as I said, I think it's slightly necessary. I think it's not too big a price to pay, I think. Well, I think on a global scale, that doesn't matter. I think it's more important what decisions are made here than rather than how the people come here by plane or by train. That doesn't matter on a global scale. Do you think that it matters when, I guess, like the public population uses uh, planes as transportation on a global scale? Yes, of course. And that, I think, it's important to have policies that also capture the, the price of carbon emissions. And that's the decision that has to be made here. When those people are the bench uh, markers, you can say, so if those people will start implying these ESG goals, because everyone keeps talking, as I mentioned, if those people should start following so that the world will also follow them because yeah. if i talk about celebrities you know if we use them for advertisements and all so that the product gets sold faster i mean if these those people start following things then the whole world will follow because then everyone will think oh it's normal what would you guys think about like would you uh, support the abolition of private jet use by everybody no. at the world economic no. forum maybe in the next few years we have lesser private jets and then we share us or, um, you know, data that can show that the private jet's reducing and that will mm. sort of set an example further on. You know? Obviously, flying a thousand jets is not good for the climate. Um, at the same time, obviously, bringing all these people together into one place is going to allow them to make solutions that could have an impact many times the size of, like, the emissions from the private jets. It's something that everyone, of course, has to look at what makes sense for them. But um, I will tell you today, I was at the Zurich airport and there were many, many people who were coming in commercial and um, and I would say big names that you would know. Yeah, it would be better if uh, some politicians use bicycle to come here. You know, it's more eco-friendly. It, it is actually what I do. I almost stopped using my car and uh, for a short drive, I always take my bicycle. Okay, so that guy, I mean, I'm pretty much just like that guy. I used to go to these climate conferences in 2009, 2010. I had a blog called greenmedianews.com. Uh, it's still on the Wayback Machine, archive.org. You can find my old, fully indoctrinated, very passionately written, um, completely twisted, uh, you know, pushing for climate change action back when, you know, uh, Inconvenient Truth had just come out and I was a hook, line and sinker uh, convinced of all of this bullshit. OK, and it, these people, that guy, God love him, you know, think globally, they say act locally. OK, so uh, if you live in a place like I do, a city where everything's pretty close and you get on a bike or an e-bike and do your groceries and you can walk around and you don't have to take a car. That's fine, and that's great, and I've done that for over five years now. 
Um, at the same time, the freedom to get in your car and drive and whether you're burning gas or whatever, it is absolutely ludicrous what they're trying to foist and sell on the people that somehow gas cars or gas stoves are bad for the environment, okay? We have all of these clean air and clean water laws that make our engines and our cars cleaner and less uh, pollution emitting than they've ever been in history. And it's just absolutely crazy what they're trying uh, to foist and sell on the people. Um, I'm getting some more love from Gammy here. Um, saying that, uh, okay, so uh, none of the elites come on commercial except for um, some of them do probably, but not not the powerful ones. The powerful ones all fly in their private jets. Um, and Gammy, I'm glad I'm awakened too, right? Rather be awakened and out there fighting the good fight. Although when I believed the hype, I thought I was doing the right thing. And that's the most insidious thing, you guys, about the disinformation that comes from the government and the academic institution and these captured institutions from the World Economic Forum. They put out their papers and they all fund each other so that it looks like all this information comes from multiple sources, but it's actually just from a few people funding everything. And then it's all the same messaging. Um, so it's absolutely crazy. So let me show you now. This is the Greg Reese report that I'm going to be the last video I think that I show. Um, I had a couple more I was thinking of, but I think I'm going to keep it on point here. And I'm going to show this Greg Reese report about natural law because that's what all these guys at the World Economic Forum in Davos are operating under are their understanding of natural law. Um, it's what the Luciferians use and stuff like that. Natural law just impacts nature and the universe and you can use your understanding of it to create the world you want. And they are um, using their power and their influence and all that stuff and their knowledge of these natural laws to create the world they want. But the world they want is very dark and dystopian. It's very dark because they want to control us. They don't want everyone to be free and have a world um, of freedom and love and happy families and healthy kids. They want death and darkness and destruction and they want limited resources and they want violence and people fighting and divided so that they can divide and conquer. They could come in and control. Uh, it's very dark, it's very evil. And um, that's what we're gonna, we're gonna look at this report kind of uh, exposing the natural law, which is just a three or four minute clip from Greg Reese. Um, I got Amy in the house. Um, <laughs> I'm going to put this up here. I called you a week ago. I completely remembered and forgot two or three times, Amy. I owe you a phone call and I will catch up with you, I promise, uh, in the next few days. And um, I share that so you all know I'm just human and I'm sometimes really bad at getting back uh, to my emails and my phone because I'm just constantly, the time is just goes by so fast. But I love you, Amy. I miss you and we will catch up and I appreciate you. Um, I'm going to put this getter comment back because it looks like JLE90210. It's my buddy John in the house saying, welcome. Uh, this is great. I feel like we're all together here. It's fucking awesome. I love you guys. So let me go ahead and show you this Greg Reese video. I love Greg Reese from InfoWars team. He does 
great news reporting. He's got a Substack. He's on Infowars, and we feature his work a lot here. So let me just do this uh, video to close, and then we'll do closing commentary and the closing song. I'll grab my squeeze box and uh, sing you some words from the Bible. Okay, <laughs> hold on a minute. Here's Greg Reese's report on natural law. As we've discussed recently, the word occult means hidden, and the dark satanic occult which has been ruling over humanity maintains its power by hiding knowledge from the public. This hidden knowledge can be described as natural law or universal law, inescapable laws of reality that affect each and every one of us from moment to moment. They have been hidden from the public as a means of keeping humanity ignorant and thereby controllable and ultimately enslaved. So long as we remain ignorant of them, mankind will never be free. The etymology of the word apocalypse reveals its occulted meaning, which is to uncover or reveal something that was hidden. One can argue that the apocalypse already happened and that we are now living in the post-apocalyptic world. In 1928, Manly P. Hall published The Secret Teachings of All Ages, a comprehensive introduction to all of this occulted knowledge which has been used to manipulate the ignorant masses of humanity for millennia. And while many people choose to educate themselves, many others have chosen to remain ignorant. Ignorance is not bliss. It is the reason why humanity continues to fall deeper into bondage. These laws are fairly simple, and they can be found in every culture on Earth. In the Hermetic Sciences, revealed to the public in 1908, we have seven laws. The first three, mentalism, correspondence, and vibration, teach us how everything is connected, that everything begins with our thoughts, and that everything in this reality is a frequency. You could say that we are all living within the mind of God, and our thoughts matter. The principle of polarity teaches us that things which appear to be opposites are actually related. Love and hate are merely polar opposites of the same thing. And knowing this makes it easier for us to transform our hate into love. It allows us to turn a negative into a positive. The principle of rhythm teaches that everything in nature has its rhythm. The measure of the swing to the right is equal to the measure of the swing to the left. This allows us to better navigate the waves of reality. The principle of cause and effect may be the most important to understand. Each and every one of our thoughts and corresponding actions in this life has an inescapable effect on everything around us. And the principle of gender teaches us that there are only two genders and that everything in this reality has its masculine and feminine aspects. One could argue that the apocalypse happened thousands of years ago with the Ten Commandments, the laws of how to liberate oneself from the land of slavery. These natural laws were taught in the East by the Buddha, who taught us of right action. And these natural laws were perhaps most eloquently simplified in the teachings of Christ with the golden rule. In everything, 
do to others what you would have them do to you. Do not take another person's life. Do not assault or rape another person. Do not steal another person's property and do not trespass upon them in any way. Do not coerce or manipulate another person. In the most simple terms, do not steal anything from anyone. Live and let live. This is the path to freedom. And you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Each and every one of us is affecting this reality with every thought and every action. And if we choose to remain ignorant of this, then we are choosing to be sheep, and we will always be enslaved. Understanding these natural laws and treating others with love and respect is the only way to true freedom. Today's politics is nothing other than fighting for your favorite prison guard. Prison guards who will ultimately coerce you and trespass against you. True freedom comes from our actions because a society of ignorant and belligerent sheep deserve to be in prison and that will never change. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. All right, great report from Greg Reese. We're looking here at my Twitter page, and I see that Charles uh, Crypto Redhawks has dropped in a note that says hello from Twitter. I'm going to give that a like. And that happened about an hour ago. So uh, for sure, we can now, uh, uh, what is that called? We can confirm, sorry about that. We can confirm that notes from Twitter, comments, and tweets don't come through to my uh to my dashboard here. So that's, uh, at least we learned something here. That's why we don't get Twitter notes. So I've got my God and country back here. I've got my uh, cross right there. And I'm gonna sing you guys. Ooh, there we go. I'm gonna grab my squeeze box and sing us out. This is gonna be the closing song. If you watch the show regularly, you know this song. If you're new to this, this is a song that I wrote about a year ago and has become kind of the closing song ritual where I sing uh, to make everybody uh, leave feeling good, okay? Warm and happy and connected to God and praising God, which is really the whole reason that we're here. So let me just back up a little, make sure I don't knock my green screen. And this uh, song comes from words from the Bible. The words come from the book of Proverbs uh, 3, 5. That's chapter 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. And the other words come from Ephesians. Uh, there's a bunch of different verses from Ephesians, but uh, the salient one is uh, chapter 5, verse 19. And it goes, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melodies in your heart to the Lord. Uh, that speaks to me a lot because with all the crazy stuff going on in our heads, uh, all the fake news and the wars that's coming at us, the info wars, um, the best way out of that is to have a direct connect with God, to praise God, to praise his son Jesus, and to remember that as long as we bend the knee 
to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and we praise God Almighty, okay? And I got people from different religions and backgrounds. I am the Christian Jew yogi, okay? Emphasis on Jesus, okay? So I can speak all the language, but I keep coming back to God sent Jesus to save humanity, okay? No one else came here to save us, but Jesus did. So this song is going to praise him. And uh, it's going to put us all in a great mood. I'm going to put these comments on uh, Jane. Thank you. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And Dawn and her dog Taco, your little dog too, uh, comes out and dances every time apparently that I play this. Okay. So then let me see if I have, uh, oh, you know what? Hold on one second. Give me a minute. I'm going to change screens for a second and I'm going to copy screen share onto my God and country. There we go. Now, if I go back here, I should be able to display the getter chat. You see that? Um, and we're seeing uh, BG saying, play us out, Evman XLP. That's the long version, the LP version. Uh, and yes, your wish is my command, my friend. And uh Thank you, BG. Love to you too. And thank you to everybody. Thank you to Gammy. Thank you to Greg. Thank you to um, all of you guys in the Twitch chat and Facebook and DLive. That's both Dawns and Jane and Lisa um, saying goodnight. I'm putting all these comments up now before I start playing. Uh, and then I will play this song. So I'm going to turn this off. I love you guys. <laughs> And here we go. Trust in the Lord with all of our hearts. Lean not into our own understanding. I see Gammy on uh, Gatter just said amen. I'm going to say amen and amen. Thank you.
time. Because the days are evil. Wherefore be not unwise. Understanding what the will of the Lord is. Be not too drunk with wine. Just be filled with the Spirit. Give thanks and praise for all things. Unto God in the name of Jesus. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your understanding. Alright guys, we made it through episode 255. And I love you guys so much. Thank you for being with me. We'll be here next week. Um, and I will plug my Substack right now before I start. I'll throw some uh, last minute comments on here. Really appreciate all the love today. Thank you, Gabby. Thanks for joining the show. Um, love that you're here. BG, love you, crazy lady Jane. Got tons of dancing and music emojis, and I totally appreciate those. Um, D-Live, 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 D-Live love, okay? Love from D-Live, much love from everybody. Thank you all, okay? Hit my substack, eventalks.substack.com. And if you subscribe to that, there's free and paid. Um, you'll get all of these episodes when they go up. I will be doing other coverage. I know I said I'm going to cover the Twitter files soon, uh, exclusive to my paid substackers. And that's uh, taking a little bit longer to get going, but I will have some exclusive reporting coming soon for my paid substackers and really appreciate you guys for helping support my work. I love you all sincerely and deeply, and I will see you next week on the Real Evan J live stream. Thanks for being with me. God bless. Little Carbonette ear tug, and uh, I will see you next time. Take care.